Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Hark. You can check out new episodes of the show every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. If you missed an episode or want to get more information about the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Connor Ford, co-founder at Spirit App. Connor, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. I, I think what you're doing is is very cool, innovative, and but maybe before we kind of get into that, let's get to know you a little bit better and kind of cover your background and where you grew up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I was uh, born in Warrington, England. It's a little small town uh, in between Manchester and Liverpool. Okay. Kind of smack in the middle, so... The soccer rivalry there is uh, pretty big. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, I'm 19, so I was born in 96. Wow. Can, uh, that's awesome, man. All, <laughs> when we get into it, like you've accomplished a lot in 19 years. <laughs> so that's awesome. Keep going, sorry. Um, so yeah, I was uh, born there and whole family still lives there. Uh, okay. The only people over here is my uh, grandfather and then, uh, of course, my parents. We moved when I was about... Uh, 10 years old. Okay. So it was my uh, my dad's job. You know, he was running the European division of a manufacturing company and they asked if he wanted to come over to the US and kind of do the global one. So it was a bit of a no-brainer. Got you. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough, right? That sounds like a good promotion you want to go for. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, my mom at the time and when I was still in England, she was uh, kind of the head of an IT firm. Okay. So she'd always kind of uh, instilled this love of technology. Okay. Me, I guess you could say. Sure. So you grew up around it from yeah. an early age. Yeah. So was there one kind of defining moment for you or, or even like maybe series of moments where mm. you were like, this is for me, I want to do something in kind of technology or IT? Um, I mean, I'd always kind of grown up with it, so I never really know when it started. It was just gotcha. kind of always computers, computers, and you know, it started with hardware, moved to software. Sure. Um, when I was about 13, that's when I started programming. Okay. Um, so what got you programming? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of weird, actually. Actually, the movie um, Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's awesome. I think that's inspired a lot of people. Yeah. So, okay. So the movie in Iron Man inspired you. So what about the movie inspired you? So there's the... You know, most most people have probably seen it was this talking computer kind of Jarvis. You know, it's totally. his personal assistant. It does everything he wants. He wakes up in the morning and wakes him up and sure. opens the blinds. And I'm like, wow, that is really cool and sure. kind of lazy myself. So I'd love it if it could turn my lights on when I get up in the morning and not have to get out of bed. So um, yeah, it was just kind of that. I, I was watching the uh, watching the movie and said, I want to do that myself. Okay. Um, so uh, at this point, we were, we'd already moved to the U.S. So I think it was about 13, maybe, when that happened. Okay. Um, and you know, I decided I wanted to try to get into home automation things and try okay. and create Very my cool. own Jarvis. <laughs> okay, interesting. So, um, and I'm surprised my parents would let me do this. You know, they come home sometimes. I'd have my hands in the wall. There are holes. Everywhere. Really, that's awesome. <laughs> Breaking open the electrical panels, and um, I remember I was taking out lights and speakers to run wires all around the house. Really, and, and then wow. um, eventually got you know got the room set up to where I could talk to it and it would respond. Interesting. So, how did you kind of decide what to put in? in a room like did you just do a bunch of research online like how did you figure out what kind of home automation stuff you could do yeah it was just um research online okay you know, it's uh 
uh, people always ask, like, you know, how, oh, how did you learn to code? How did you learn to do that? And it really just Google. <laughs> sure. Just Interesting. Googling. So you didn't take any classes or anything to learn how to code. You just learned online. Learned online. The only uh, formal class I took was a freshman year at my um, my high school in Alfred Johns Creek. Okay. Um, it took an AP computer science class, but by then I was already programming. Got you. Because, um, I mean, my school don't normally let freshmen take AP courses. I was the first person at their Congrats, <laughs> man. Their That's school awesome. An AP course. Sure. Um, uh, then I took that class, and that kind of gave me a little more, uh, I guess, formal learning, you could say, instead gotcha. of just self-taught. Gotcha. Um, we were learning Java. Okay. Honestly, I haven't used Java since, but... <laughs> sure, sure. But I, I think Java's a good language to start with, right? Because mm -hmm. you can learn quite a bit of things with it, you know, it powers a lot of stuff. You can eventually end up writing Android apps with Java. Exactly, yeah. So it's not a bad place to start, right? Exactly. It's it's a good place to start. Uh, I mean, at the time, I was looking at it like, you know, <laughs> I was. I think I saw it as, I'm not going to get much use out of this. But uh, gotcha. later on, I realized, you know, it, the fundamentals of it actually help with basically every other language. Sure. Yeah, it's kind of like, you need to understand how to program. The language is almost irrelevant. Exactly. Because you can apply those that knowledge of programming to any language, really. You just need to learn the syntax and the language that you're trying to program in. Exactly. Gotcha. And it, uh, you know, like you said, um, Java pr programming is used for uh, making Android apps. Sure. Uh, I haven't made a Android app for uh, my company Spirit yet. Right. Uh, the first Android app I made was actually part of that home automation thing. I had a little really? tablet attached to the bed. So okay. You could press the buttons and it would react around the room. That's awesome. Um, so, <laughs> so I guess I actually have made an Android app. I didn't think about that. Sure. No, that's that's really cool. So. What kind of stuff did you be able to do with this Android app and controlling the room? So, like lights, what else? Or was there anything else? Uh, yes, so there was uh, lighting, so I could, it would automatically do it too. So when I woke up, I had, um, uh, I kind of put a speaker system, hit it around the room, and okay. put, like, put like a subwoofer under the bed. Sure. So it would speak too. Very um, cool. So in the morning, it's like, you know, good morning, Mr. Ford. It turned really? turn on the lights and... Um, uh, it read out like a quick weather report. I don't know why I needed it. I was thirty. I didn't really care. About it. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> you could do it, so I you did it. it. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> it read out a quick weather report. Um, didn't really get into much. Uh, you know, do much more with that. So uh, I looked at getting the blinds to open by themselves, but of course I was paying for all the equipment myself. Got so you. I didn't want to buy. <laughs> I didn't want to buy. You know, a bunch of uh, things for the house where. Um, if I wasn't really sure, I mean, I was 13, I didn't really have much money. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. No, that makes that makes sense. So what kind of got you thinking about founding and um, starting kind of Spirit? And what exactly is it? Uh, so Spirit, it's a software product, it's an app for okay. schools. Okay. Uh, basically, students, parents, teachers, they have an app on their phone, they can see all the extracurricular events going on around their campus. So got that's a football game, you know, drama production, soccer match. Uh, anything like that, chess team, anything. Got gotcha. you. Um, and they can see, yep, they can see everything going on. But the real fun is when they get to the event, they actually check in on their phone. They get points for attending. Okay, interesting. So you have a competition throughout the year between all the different students, all the different grade levels or teams. So can be other than grade levels. Sure. Um, and then they get prizes, uh, rewards. They have a little leaderboard so you know it's that kind of internal competition between the students to see who has the most school spirit who has the most uh, points got you 
and then um, it also it engages uh, engages students, allows them to communicate better with their school administration. Um, yeah, it's really just a communication tool for for schools, but. Uh, it's interesting because people sometimes ask, you know, did you decide you wanted to start the company first or is this just something uh, where you saw a need in your school and then uh, the you know, spirit kind of began there? Sure. Um, so it was, it was a need in my school. I mean, uh, I'll give you an example. I was sitting in class once, um, in homeroom, sorry, and they came over the intercom system and said, we're going to have this fantastic event. It's going to be a, um, a gingerbread making event for you know oh. the art department okay support the arts <laughs> and we need at least five people to rsvp okay the website is www.evite.com slash x one three two nine oh man yeah 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 <laughs> you're sitting there you turn around like did anyone get that no <laughs> yeah, they cancel the event and uh yeah they were trying to communicate with us with posters and my school had about 40 different twitter accounts for all the different teams and got you uh all the different you know organizations and clubs and it was just a real mess to kind of keep up with all that as a student sure. um you know i didn't have a facebook account so i couldn't keep up with uh, whatever groups might be on facebook it was just hard to keep up with everything uh, so i developed it first for my school Okay. Because uh, my school were also doing something where they would count how many students went to an event and they give them points and they'd have a competition. Okay, just but on paper, like how were they calculating this? <laughs> so someone was printing out and you know like a, a Excel spreadsheet of all oh, the students man. at one event, and there'd be one person there saying, "Okay, you're here, you're here, you're here," and so a nightmare. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was someone would have to go through and manually, you know write who sure. was there someone would have to then tally that up at the end of every single event and it was done. and then enter it somewhere exactly oh, the, like man. a spreadsheet and it was done by students too so you know it was kind of uh, oh yeah I'll, I'll just say he's here because i want <laughs> to migrate to get the points for that sure um you know because they were they were offering some pretty good prizes you know? okay so what what kind of prizes out of curiosity uh let's see they were offering um one year they did a uh they took the winning grade to the North Georgia Mountains to a retreat. Wow. Um, yeah, so some good prizes. Good <laughs> prizes, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, it really got people to partake. And it's like, you, yeah, I'm going to go to as many events as I can if I can get that. Or I know one year they did, um, you, you took a day off school and you got to go to Sky Zone and to a, a movie with your grade. And What's Sky Zone for people that don't know? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, it's a kind of a local thing. So okay. uh, it's like a, a trampoline park, I guess you okay. could say. Okay, very it's cool. Like they, they have basketball and you basically just bounce around. All day. It's like, got a, you. like a, a gym where they have big things you can jump on. and. Okay, very yeah. cool. So... Uh, yeah, they were offering prizes like that. So, of course, kids were going to say, yeah, I want to go to as many things sure. as I can. Um, and it did. It engaged them to go. And it you know, it helped boost school spirit around the school. So um, when I developed spirit, it was really to solve that problem for my school. Got you. But it turned out that you know other schools were either trying to do the same thing or having the same communication problems. Sure. Um, you know, I got involved with organizing some of the events at the school. I joined you know, student government, um, and then I looked at other schools around the area, and I thought this could really be something that could help other schools, the community. Maybe I should start something. Got you. Um, so I went and spoke to my my dad and said, you know, I've got this idea. I'm thinking I could do it to other schools, and he said, okay, all right. You know, like that's he's seen me make these things before, so sure. something else. And he said, but this, he, was, he said. He told me later, 
um, that he thought you know, there's got to be something else like this out there. Uh, so we did, you know, we did a lot of research. He looked around. And he said, "Huh, there's, there's nothing really out there that does the same thing." Sure. Because uh, a lot of things at the moment, like Facebook, uh, Eventbrite, things they were using to kind of organize events were really just for one-off events. Totally. Uh, yeah. Not for a you know an organization which have a lot of smaller events. Uh, maybe a big one every now and then. There wasn't really anything out there um, to satisfy that need, especially sure. with the points check-in. So you know, he decided, looked at it, and he said, "Okay, I think this is something you could do." So uh, they supported me all the way. Okay, so you 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 started moving these to other schools. Did at some point you raise money, or who was doing kind of the development of this? Just you? Did you have other people? Um, so we started off with a developer actually out of the UK. Okay. Um, so so why did you find a developer out of the UK, or how did you go about doing that? So he was actually um, a kind of friend of the families. Got you. Um, and we, you know, we, we'd known him for a long time and he's, uh, he's actually with my aunt, they're okay. kind of partners together. So, um, you know, he said, look, I've looked at the code. I think it's great, but I think we can make some improvements. Sure. Uh, so we did, you know, we did, uh, did everything with him. He did development of the web version. I did the iOS version. Got you. And then lately in the last year, I went through and did the web version uh, again, in a different language because I wanted to do some of the development myself too. Sure. Um, so he helped start off. Uh, my dad was funding the whole thing. Got you. Uh, and then you know, we got, well, now we have a few more people on board. We have someone who does marketing for us. Okay. Uh, we have a few interns. We have a sales you know, kind of account executive. Um, so it has, you know, it's grown a lot since then, but the original uh, thunder, I guess, was my, my uh, dad. Very cool. So are you looking at going outside of kind of the school kind of market? Because... This could really apply to pretty much any organization. And that's something we looked at at the beginning is, you know, he looked at it and he said, I mean, I could even see use for this in my own company. Totally. Um, you know, employee engagement is huge. Yeah. Uh, companies always want to, you know, especially the new tech companies and the old ones like Google, they're always wanting to engage their employees, keep them happy. Totally. Um, he said, I can even see this there. So we did look originally at other markets, I mean, even churches, nonprofits. Sure. Um, we actually have a nonprofit now that are uh, going to okay. be using Spirit. So they're kind of our first nonprofit to use it. Very cool. Um, but we did decide that we wanted to focus on one market first. Makes a lot of sense. Exactly. Um, you know, the high school market first, really, because they their students can use it. Got you. Um, some elementary schools actually did approaches wanting their parents to use it. Oh. Um, because they say, you know, especially in the private school market, parent engagement is huge too. You want the parents to be happy. You want them right. to be involved. Yeah, fair and, enough. And sometimes in these, um, you know, these smaller schools, we've heard parents complain saying, you know, it's always the same five parents doing everything at the school and they get all the credit, but I'm there at every, you know, every single game, every gotcha. single event cheering on. Interesting. I never thought of that angle, but it does make a lot of sense, mm -hmm. right? And then the other thing too is, then the parents can see all the events that are going on. Because I know if they're giving kids like little pieces of paper, mm. that piece of paper may or may not, may not make it home, <laughs> exactly. never mind into the parent's hand, yeah. right? There's a 99% chance it's going to stay in the bottom of the backpack until totally. the end of the year when they clear it out. Yeah. No, totally. That makes a lot of sense. So I'm kind of curious to know where do you kind of see this thing going like what what kind of new features are you guys kind of planning for you know the rest of the year 
Um, so currently at the moment, we've got a pretty great product. It has the check-ins, uh, can track points. Gotcha. Um, the event management, we can you know, promote events, communication tools, so sending notifications to students, that's all in at the moment. Okay. Uh, for the future, we want to put in event ticketing. Okay. So it makes sense, you know, if a student or a parent or whoever is looking at the event, they've RSVP'd, they said, yes, I'm going, it makes sense to let them buy the ticket right gotcha. there. Gotcha, yeah. And it'll really make it easier for schools because, um, you know, I'll give you another example from uh, my own personal experience. Of, sure. Uh, drama teachers putting on a play at my school. Got you. The process was you'd email the teacher, say you wanted tickets. Teacher would email back, so you know how many, they get all that sorted out, and then you send a check-in with the student, which oh, again, man. probably going to end up in the bottom of the backpack till the end of the year. Sure. And then uh, they'd send the tickets back, or you pick them up at Wool Call. And if you're doing that at a large school, you know, that, that can be a lot of trouble. Sure. Uh, a lot of effort, a lot of administration work. So... We want to put that in to make it easier for them. Um, some schools, actually, we spoke to one school who said they were having trouble with uh, counterfeit tickets, which I thought was interesting. Oh. Yeah, some students were making their own tickets and then selling them as cheaper than the school tickets. Interesting. Which I, I thought that was very interesting. But, you know, it would it would stop that because it'd be a virtual ticket on your phone. Right. It'd have QR code. It would verify that only one was used. Sure. Um, so we're looking to do that. Okay. Uh, we're also looking to allow schools to sell their spirit wear through the app. Okay. So spirit wear is, you know, a sweatshirt that might save a school's name Got or you. a T-shirt, something like that. Um, so we're looking to sell that through the app, you know, make it really easy for students to get their hands on things like that. And then another thing we're looking at doing is a sponsorship. Okay. So uh, I'm very against mobile ads, but I kind of wanted to give back to the schools also, you know, sure. have them make um, a little more money. Sure. Uh, so one of the ways I was thinking of that is when a student checks in on their phone, they'd okay. simply see a message that pops up which says, you know, thanks for checking in. Uh, thanks to your check-in, you know, a company, whoever, has decided to donate a dollar to your school's you. new library project. Or maybe even giving the student the option to pick themselves. You know, where do you want the money to go? Do you want it to go to sure. the arts program? I support them or athletics or robotics, whatever it might be. Sure. Um, you know, they're just a few of the things we're looking to put in in the pretty near future, and by the end of this year, we're hoping to have ticket sales and um, maybe spirit we're in. Got you. So there are just a few future things we're thinking of putting in. Okay, so how are you guys, are you monetizing this right now? Like, are you guys making any money off this, or is that kind of down the line as well? Uh, so we are making money off at the moment. We're charging a monthly subscription fee. Okay. Which depends on how many students they have at the school. Got you. Uh, it's really low, low cost for the school, though. I mean, up to 50 people, it's free. So if they want to use just the calendar tools, the calendar tools, they can do that themselves for free. Got you. And then up to 1,000 users, so students or parents, uh, that's $95 a month. Okay, so it's pretty inexpensive, especially yeah. if, like once you start adding all this kind of promotional stuff where you're giving money back into the school too, right? Exactly. But it's really, you know, I wanted to make it a no-brainer for the schools, um, you know, make it affordable, make it easy for them to say, oh, yeah, we should definitely get this. It's Sure. Because, you know, one of the problems we've been seeing is it's a lot of the school administrators have in their mind, you know, we've been doing this for 40 years and we don't need to change now. Yes, for um, sure. And really, spirit's going to save them time. It's going to get, you know, boost school spirit, get more people out to the events, make them more money through ticket sales. Um, it, it's just kind of hard to get them over that hurdle of we don't need to change. Got you. So how, are, how have you been kind of 
dealing and solving that problem? Um, really just talking, you know, talking to them, just showing you've always got to find that one person in the administration who's willing to say, yeah, got you. we got to do this. Got you. Um, because some people might fear, they might fear, oh, if this doesn't work out, it's going to look bad for me or right, right. something like that. But like I said, a lot of schools were afraid to innovate, but they're going to have to. You know, the Sure. It's just a matter of time, really. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I mean, okay. The past 10 years, you know, a lot, a lot has changed. Yep. Um, and it's really starting to happen to the education market. I mean, I was talking to, um, was talking to a friend of mine, Scott Barron, last week. He's at a school growth. He was telling me about this new law they're thinking of introducing in Oklahoma. Um, I hadn't heard of it before, actually, but I think it's a pretty good idea. It's basically an education savings account. Okay. So instead of you know the state just giving the same amount of money to the public schools, um, the money would follow the student. So okay. they'd have basically a bank account, which the state would put the money which they would spend on the student into this account, and they leave it up to the parents to decide where they want the money to go. Interesting. So that money could go towards tutoring, books, private school tuition even. Okay. Um, or to, you know, the local public school. So Got you. They're going to have to innovate and become competitive between, you know, between each other and actually sure. try and improve or else they're just going to lose students and therefore lose funding. Got you. Mm. No, that's, that's very cool. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. So let's, let's maybe transition a little bit. So you're, you're a board member at 19. So what <laughs> board are you on? What do you guys do? I'm fascinated by this whole, whole thing. Um, so I'm a board member on the uh, Alpharetta, Greater Alpharetta Tech Network. Uh, we're okay. basically a, a group of um, you know, tech executive startups um, who run this organization. We put on a lot of events in the Alpharetta area. Okay. Uh, we work with the city and the Alpharetta Technology Commission, which is um, a group of, well, again, it's the, kind of the economic development air arm of the city. Sure. Uh, we're really just all about boosting technology in the Alpharetta area. So Alpharetta is a, a, it's a city north, just north of Atlanta, about maybe 20 miles, you know, 30-minute drive. Okay. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, depending on traffic. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, trust me, Atlanta traffic is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're all about just boosting tech in the area. I mean, Alpharetta was just named by uh, NerdWallet the number one place to start a small business really? in the whole country. So so why? Why was that? Um, really, it's a lot of the things the city are doing. They're okay. really trying to promote tech. We have a great uh, workforce in the area. Okay. We already have a pretty good number of tech companies. We have 800 tech companies. In the wow, area. that's a lot. Yeah, we've got big names. We've got uh, Verizon's there, uh, AT&T are there, okay. uh, Microsoft are there, and then you know also the smaller companies too. Sure. Uh, there are a lot of initiatives going on just to boost entrepreneurship in the area the whole city's um, wired up with fiber okay so you know the the city there really wanted to make it the technology city of the south got you um, and that's that's what they've said that's kind of their new slogan is Alpharetta technology city of the south got you uh, okay there are a lot of new buildings that are going so uh, the Alpharetta Technology Commission which is kind of that part of the economic uh, development of the city. They have their new uh, innovation center. Okay. Um, there's, you know, things like Avalon, which is a, it's kind of a um, live work play 
okay. area. Sure. Uh, they're going to be building a huge conference center there. It's, okay. I can't remember how big, but I think it's somewhere like 600,000 square feet. Oh, wow. Just this massive thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, they're going to put a nice hotel next to it. So they're really, really trying to boost tech in the area. Gotcha. Um, but the Greater Authorita Tech Network, we're just about, uh, you know, connecting people, bringing people together, you know, creating opportunities for businesses. Um, so a lot of the opportunities I've had have actually come from that network. Okay, very cool. So, okay, so so that's how you got involved? Or, or what, how did you originally kind of get involved with them? Um, so there's a, a friend of mine, Matt McKee. Okay. Uh, we, we actually go to North Point Community Church together. We volunteer on a Sunday. And I kind of had no idea that he was this big tech player and investor. Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, he's a... And you met him at church, just yeah, like just hanging out. That's <laughs> we awesome. Just, just hanging out in the back. We just finished our, um, it's you know our, kind of our group production. Sure. Um, he's He was the Bible storyteller. I've run sound there. And okay. he, yeah, we were just talking and found out that he was this you know big tech person and i said well um well you know i've i've started a tech startup so i'd love to get coffee one day and kind of meet up and sure uh so we went out we talked and he's actually now involved in um circle it's yeah, uh, yeah products yeah. by it's actually they've got a deal with disney now so it's disney circle i think it is but right um which is awesome for him yeah, sure <laughs> <laughs> and good for you to know somebody yeah. like that yeah they got you exactly yeah he's he's doing really well he's doing great now with Circle. They've had some great success. So sure. Uh, good for him. But uh, yeah, we were talking and he said, you know, I want to introduce you to uh, Karen Cashin. She's president founder of Gatton. Um, and I went, you know, I went to one of their board meetings and they said, you know, we'd, we'd love to have you on uh, just because they want to get kind of that, you know, what are students thinking at the moment? What are the kind of younger crowd? What are they thinking Interesting. with tech? Um, you know, because there are for example, the Johns Creek Chamber, they're doing a, uh, an app competition for uh, students in local schools in, okay. around Alpharetta. Okay. Um, so there are kind of initiatives to get younger people involved in tech. Very cool. So uh, they wanted to you know, have me on, get my input, and see what I could do to help tech in the area too, I guess. So sure. That's, that's awesome. Congrats, man. That's huge <laughs> for you, you right? Much, yeah. And for them, obviously, because... Mm. Yeah, you're adding tons of value there, right? And so, so I'm kind of curious to know um, where do you kind of see yourself going? Because, like, what's what's kind of the future for Connor? I'm curious. Uh, well, my original plan straight out, of, you know, when I graduated uh, sure. high school last May, was to, you know, do spirit full time. Got you. Um, that is still is my plan. Okay. Um, I wasn't going to go to college. Okay. But uh, school around here, Georgia Tech, they're pretty well known. <laughs> people, people may have heard of them. <laughs> yep. Um, they they actually approached me, uh, and you know she said she asked me to apply basically. Okay, interesting. Um, so I couldn't really turn turn that down. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Saying um, it's interesting how we met too. Actually, my school were kind of having an information session for parents. Got you. Um, you know they had the I think she's director of admissions at Georgia Tech. They had her come in and speak to parents about, you know, how your children should be, uh, what they should be doing, how they should be applying. And I was the sound guy because I, I did a lot of tech stuff for my school just because it wouldn't help them. And sure, um, yeah, I was putting her microphone on. We just kind of got talking and she said, just come by the office one day. <laughs> so 
all right, why not? Yeah, what's the worst that's going to happen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So yeah, that. Uh, so I will be starting at Georgia Tech in the fall. Awesome. So so what are you taking? Uh, I'm going to be studying business administration. Got you. Uh, so I think that you know once you kind of get the basics of computer science and programming, there's kind of a so much you can do unless you want to go on to learn you know, how to do machine learning, yeah, artificial yeah, intelligence, yeah. things like that. But that totally. isn't really on my radar. Got you. Uh, so I think where I could improve would be just you know, business skills. Sure. Basically. Uh, might need a little more formal learning there. Okay. So yeah, I'll be starting there in the fall as a, a freshman. Sure. Are you so going full-time like, or just part-time? Or? Um, I haven't exactly figured that out okay. because, honestly, the business is the priority. Sure, got you. Um, but, you know, in the next few months, I'm going to be figuring that out, talking to them, and we'll kind of see where things go. Got you. But, you know, they have some great programs there for entrepreneurs. They, you know, they know that a lot of their um, students are going to be starting tech companies and I doing things like that. They've okay. got programs there like uh, ATDC. Okay, what, is, what is that? Um, I'm not sure what it's you know, really defined as. I think okay. it might be an incubator, really. Okay, I mean, gotcha. They, they have space, they have mentors, they put you in touch with investors. Um, Very cool, actually. Yeah, so I mean, that's really why Georgia Tech has done so well. Sure. Lately, they've really aligned themselves with companies. Um, they've kind of um, you know, encouraged that entrepreneurial spirit in their students. Sure. Uh, so they've really done a great job there and that's I think why they've grown so much lately got you no I, I think that's awesome um, but we're, we're kind of running out of time so maybe let's close the show with kind of covering where people can find um, spirit and um, the tech network online as well yeah absolutely so if you want to check out spirit the website is a uh, spiritapp.co okay uh, if you're a school administrator trust me just you'll love it <laughs> awesome <laughs> Uh, if you're a student, you will too. And then uh, for the Greater Alpharetta Tech Network, the website's Gatton, that's G-A-T-N, connect.org. Uh, and if you want to get involved with tech in the Alpharetta area, you want to you know, support uh, support the area, or if you, even if you're not in Alpharetta, you just want to know what's going on, it's a great place there. Uh, they have news, blogs, they've got events going on, so it's a great area for Alpharetta resources. Very cool. Connor, well, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to uh, be on the show, and I look forward to keeping in touch and kind of following your progress through through the next year and beyond. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. All right, we'll talk soon. All right, okay, thanks. bye. Thanks for listening. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com and keep them in the future.